You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Welcome to the very first co-op podcast of 2019. I am your host, Richard Billy Jr., trying to stay warm here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I am joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? Hey, what's up, Rich? Uh, good to see you looking all fresh for the new year. Like, you know, you got you got a new uh you got a new headset there, white headset and everything. Um, you got a new view and everything, like you're looking clean, man new year so so i like to see um so you're saying it's cold in georgia well i mean today i mean the sun was out today so it wasn't that cold but to I me mean, this is the cooler weather and of course i uh, just came from boston where it was ridiculously cold uh was sick the last couple of days uh so still a bit of a cough but i'm doing a lot better and if we're glad to record the show today that's good man that's what's up yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I enjoyed the little break we had, but um, now it's back to business. So, oh yeah, be back. Absolutely, and we are joined by Mr. Edward Velasquez. How's it going, Eddie? What's up? I got some blender going on in the back. I don't know if y'all can hear that. It's going down in the kitchen. You already know. This dude, uh, this dude making a smoothie, Xbox colored smoothie, all green. <laughs> Gotta keep it all green. 2019, this is our year. All right. Oh, yeah. We'll see about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, but Rich, that's uh, the whole weather thing. That's another reason you need to come to Texas, man. It feels like spring outside. I'm wearing shorts. You know what? I, 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 I happen to agree with you there. I definitely will at least try and visit Texas. I know my brother is planning to visit it next month, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to have to make a trip out there just to see how everything is uh, in Houston, because I've been to Dallas before, but we'll see what happens. You're not coming to PAX uh, South or whatever? Uh, unfortunately, uh, no, because that next week, um, and uh, I unfortunately was not able to secure a plane ticket or a hotel in a reasonable amount of time, and it's very expensive to try and get there right now, so probably won't be a PAX next week. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't think you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll, 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 we'll wait for the bigger stuff. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. So to kick off the new year, uh, I want to let everybody know that, uh, the show obviously is going to be going through a couple of changes. We do have others that are still going to be on the show. They'll be coming back periodically. I mean, today, everybody is kind of doing a couple other different things. Uh, I do know Mr. Lugo is working on a couple of different reviews. So, I mean, he will be definitely be back next week because there's some stuff that he has to say on some of the stuff that he's reviewing. I'm sure of that. But uh, as for what's going to be happening with the show... From now on, uh, we are going to talk about only a few news topics, and then we're just going to straight up have more of, of our discussions. 
because I, I noticed that there are a lot of shows out there that are just covering news that we all we all see when it happens in the gaming industry. And that's cool and everything, but uh, we want to try to be a little different and have a little bit more uh, interesting conversations back and forth. So we're going to start that with this episode. So please feel free to leave your feedback and let us know. And if you are watching live, I would encourage you to join in the conversation. Um, we'll definitely shout you out. So uh, before we get into the two big news stories we're going to get into for this week, uh, I want to ask you all what you have been playing and uh, what you did during the holiday season and New Year's. So uh, I'm going to go to you first, Gary. Um, and you let us know what you have been playing and right. what you did during the holidays. All right. Yeah. So, um, you know, since uh, we had a bit of a break, I kind of, you know, I wanted to mix it up a bit, play some more stuff besides just Overwatch. Um, so, you know, I've been continuing to play Spider-Man. And um, I think I'm around the 60% mark now in terms of like the story and everything. Um, the the game is fun. It's definitely fun to play. Uh, I wouldn't put it as like a game of the year nom- nominee or anything, but um, it's definitely fun. And, you know, it's a good callback to uh, the, you know, the old Spider-Man games like Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 2. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very good uh callback to that game which was definitely one of the best spider-man games ever um and this one definitely you know kind of uh takes that crown um i like all the side stuff you can do you know collecting backpacks and all the side missions and you know all the other things that pop up you know black cat and um things like that uh it, it reminds me of in the arkham games where you have those uh random uh riddler collectibles and stuff like that on the side um so i mean that's cool you know because you you get to see more characters and uh influence the 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 game and everything so that's cool um i will say that story-wise it hasn't gripped me that much like it the story seems very generic so far and i feel like it's very slow moving like there hasn't been any major like plot uh, memorable plot moment yet in my opinion um, so I think the story isn't you know as, as good as I thought it was going to be uh, but you know it's, it's cool to see you know different villains here and there pop up you know and different references to characters and things like that um, I will say that they uh, I mean the first couple of times they, they do the MJ thing where you control MJ that's cool but i i think they begin to overuse it where you know sometimes it's like i don't i don't feel like playing mj right now like what the hell you know so um yeah that that's something that stood out but besides that it's a fun game you know um hoping to beat it pretty soon so i can move on and play other stuff but um so far so you know it's it's good just uh not great like it could have been a lot better in my opinion but it's okay um so i've also been playing overwatch of course um and i also uh one of the games that i got for my birthday which is on christmas day is uh divinity original sin 2 which is you know like a, a dnd um isometric style rpg um so i've been playing that uh it seems very complex like it's a very kind of complicated rpg where it's you know it's really strong role-playing you have to uh 
you have to choose very carefully like the dialogue options that you want to pick for your character and things like that you know if you want to progress a certain way through the story um and you know it seems like it's the type of game where you could easily lose one of your party members by deciding the wrong thing so it's like you have to really think about what you're you're gonna say in certain situations and you know, it's a very complex rpg so i'm, I'm kind of just you know falling nose deep into that experience uh, it's very captivating i love the writing in it uh, it's done really well in my opinion um and i think it's a it's a pretty underrated game as well uh i believe i'm not sure if it's on consoles i believe it is but um yeah it is actually because i remember ruthless was playing it but um yeah it's, i think it's a very underrated game that doesn't get talked about a lot but if you're really into you know D style rpgs and role-playing then this game is pretty incredible so um, i would recommend that to everyone um i'm still pretty early into it but um i, I definitely really enjoy it so far um i i also played a bit of Watch Dogs 2 which is another game i got for my birthday um i didn't get too far in that yet and i kind of want to beat spider-man before you know before i get too deep into that but so far i can see that it's a big improvement on the first game um you know in terms of graphics and presentation and everything uh but yeah that's pretty much uh what i've been playing over the past couple of weeks and as for what i did uh I didn't really do much like I'm you know I'm, I'm at that age where it's like Christmas and New Year it's like okay whatever it's, it's another year to me you know like uh, I, I don't really I don't really do much besides hang out with the family and stuff you know like it, it's the only time of year where you see certain people or you get to you know really hang out with your family uh, you know for, for a long period of time so I was pretty much just doing that and uh, I didn't really, you know, do much in terms of like going out and getting lit or anything like that. So um, I was pretty boring this year. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So uh, how about you go next, Ed? Uh, what I've been playing, I guess I had some time to touch up on some games during the holiday. Um, let's see. I think Red Dead was like the last thing that I said I beat and I really haven't touched it. I got to the epilogue and like I mentioned, I think I mentioned it before, I kind of just stopped. Like I haven't done anything with uh, the epilogue yet because I just feel like, you know, the game's over. Um, I did play a little bit of Red Dead Online, but um, I'm not too sold on it. Like it's not, it's not that great. Like, even if I'm playing with a friend, like, it's just, we're not having as much fun yeah, as, uh, I do want to say one thing about that. Like, I expected Red Dead Online to be, like, a huge step up from what GTA Online was. And to Whoa. me, Red Dead Online doesn't look as good as GTA Online. Like, you might as well just play GTA Online. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ouch. I would definitely think that that GTA Online is a better, like, online um, service. Not only because it's been out for longer, of course, um, but, like, even the setting, like, it's easier to just grab your car and do that and have that type of uh, gameplay uh, multiplayer fun 
as opposed to like, oh, get on your horse and let's ride like five minutes into town. Like, that's kind of, you know, it, it's, it's something that you don't like doing single player and it's not that much funner with somebody. Yeah, like, I do want to say, like, even though it probably would have been, um, like, it would have been copying, but I think they should have just played it safe and done the whole thing as a battle royale, to be honest. Like, that would have been more fun, in my opinion. I I mean, I mean, I... Oh, no, continue. I was just going to say, I know that they added a battle royale mode. It's not 100 people, though. I think, I believe it's 32. I haven't tried it out myself. Like, I literally played it yesterday. Yeah. But I was just kind of doing the the co-op missions that you do. Those are fun. I'll, I'll give them that. I don't know how, mu- how much there is of that, because it's telling me that I'm, like, 70% done with them. But I'm sure they'll add stuff. And, you know, it's still a beta, I guess, quote-unquote. Yeah, that, that 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 that's along the lines of what I was gonna say. I, I thought that they were still adding stuff to uh, Red Dead Online, so it, it, it's probably gonna be totally different a year from now uh, in terms of what it offers or what it has on there. And it, it might actually get better than GTA Online, but I guess we have to wait and see. But um, <laughs> GTA Online, I, I I don't think that that started out hot either because the heist wasn't even in there. Uh, until much, much later. So I would give them a little bit of time, at least until maybe November or December, to see where it's at by then. By a full year later, I would think it's it's definitely going to be better than than what it is what it offers right now. I believe so too, but I don't know if I would you know go back after oh, yeah. a year. That, people that's don't, true you, too. people don't typically do that, but. We'll see. It's it's Rockstar, so I feel like they could be given the benefit of a doubt that Red Dead Online will eventually get to a better place. Yeah. Well, one, one thing I know for sure that they they will more than, that they definitely will do because they did this with GTA Online. I'm pretty sure whenever in a couple of years, whenever you know we start hearing stuff about GTA Six, they'll have something where you can get a, a an, an item. A weapon or cash that you can use in GTA 6 by logging into Red Dead Online and uh, playing. So that's um, something that they probably are going to do in the future, provided that, as you said, people are still playing Red Dead Online. But we have to wait and see what they do, I guess, to see whether or not it, it brings that many people back to it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I guess other than... Uh Red Dead, I've been playing the hell out of Forza Horizon 4. Like, <laughs> it's incredible how much time I've spent in that game. But I've gotten to the point where I've done it all, Rich. I've done every single race that's offered in that game. Like, uh, the last thing I was doing was kind of achievement hunting, but some of those achievements are tedious. So it's just like, ah, uh, you know what? I'm never going to get that. That's tough. But as far as like content, I'm starving for more, man. I, they need to drop that next expansion. And and that last expansion, it was cool, but it wasn't enough. It it, it was kind of like once I once I got it done, I felt like uh, they could have gave us more. But 
I mean, like, all, all Xbox owners are starving for more, but, but yeah, that goes Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's what I, I'll, I'll come up with something later. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, what was I going to say? But yeah, man, like, I've, I've done every single race. I'm, if you look at my achievements, I've got, like, almost all of them except, like, three or four. So, I'm just waiting for them to drop a new uh, expansion for that. Um, other than Forza, let me get to some bad. Uh, I played Below because I got a Game Pass during the holidays, and I got a chance to play Below. And honestly, I didn't really know much about Below other than the trailers that we've been seeing for like, what, four years at E3, Microsoft? Uh, we've been seeing that game for a while. Um... And man, this is the this is the reason I don't like indie games. I know indie games are like the talk of the town sometimes, but they get too much credit. <laughs> indie games are not that great. Uh-oh. Um, because this one, I guess, uh, I played it for like three hours before I decided that, all right, I'm never playing this ever again. <laughs> so it's like a top-down game. Like, you're very far from your character. Your character's basically a dot just walking around. Um, and you have, like, a little sword and a little bow and arrow. And I don't know how to describe it exactly. It's kind of like Metroidvania, Castlevania, but I don't think it's that big of a scale because once you die, you literally start from the very beginning of the game. So I don't know I don't know how big the game is, but I just knew that I didn't like it. The art style was, looks cool, but like they didn't do anything with it. And I don't feel like there's that much of a game there. So I don't know, man. If I was reviewing below, I would give it a two out of five. So a one a one and a half out of five. <laughs> But yeah, I tried that, and then uh, I I started to play Lost uh, not Lost Odyssey. Uh, uh, what's that game called? Assassin's Creed. Odyssey. Oh yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved uh, Assassin's Creed. What's the last one? I forget, man. They need to just do numbers. Origin. <laughs> yeah, Origin. There you go. Origin and Odyssey. Who who's the genius who thought of that? But anyways, I played Odyssey, and I loved uh, Origins because of the setting. And I've never particularly been uh, fond of the Greek Spartan setting. Like, I'm not, I didn't really like 300. Uh, Kratos is cool, but, you know, whatever. Uh, But yeah, so I've never been fond of it. And I'm not too fond of this game either. Like, it's fun, it's cool. Like it, it has it does a lot of what Origins did great. It probably does it a little bit better, but it's just like it's uninteresting to me as far as the story goes. Like it's kind of just like bland, like just kind of silly. Um, really? Yeah, I don't feel I don't feel that attached to the characters. Not like I did in the last game where like you know I liked Bayek. I liked his story. I liked the 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 setting really like added to that story and I feel like with this one it's like maybe I just feel like Greek and Spartans that shit's been done to the ground to me at least 
Wait, which so, character did you choose? Like the I chose the girl. Oh. Wow. Yeah, and, and I don't I don't really know how they each play. Uh, like I don't know what the difference is. Is it is it the same story but just different perspectives? I don't know. No, it, it it is the same story. Although I heard that a lot of people like the girl a lot more than the guy. So it's interesting to hear that uh, it's it's not it's not as uh, compelling as Origins. Yeah, it's really not not to me at least. Um, what was I gonna get at? Uh, yeah, I just feel like it's not that compelling. And I think a lot of. Uh, Maybe some of the reason is because I started that game as soon as I beat Red Dead. And, mm. and like, I think right now what I need is just a, a, a linear game. I'm kind of tired of these big open world games. Like, everything is an immersive world game. And that takes a lot of fucking time and a lot of energy out of you. Like... Really? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I was telling my brother, like, hey, what games can I play? And he's, like, naming games, and I'm like, man, every game of those has side quests and a big map and, like, this and that. And, like, I don't want to do that. I just need, like, a shoot, get through the levels shooting. But, yeah, I think I did myself a disservice by playing Origin, so that might be or Odyssey right after Red Dead. So that might be why I'm like not too compelled by it right now, but it's fun. I've been playing it, but I'm kind of it feels like a chore a little bit to me. Um, you know, you know, you know. It, it's, it's very funny hearing you say this because I do know that um, Mr. Tony Polanco over at the Throwdown made the exact same comment after playing Red Dead and then playing this. It's like, yes, yeah, find it hard to really enjoy this game. Because Red Dead was so good, so that's interesting to hear that. <laughs> but there's also there's also things that uh, that I appreciate about Odyssey because it's like riding that horse way faster and way quicker, and you don't fall off when you hit a tree and shit like that. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's not realistic, uh, but it's great. Yeah, like yeah, like some of the it being not realistic works to its benefit but uh but yeah like like i said the story is just kind of bland and i feel like that's the main issue with like assassin's creed games it's like they're all play the same they're all the same thing um that's not the issue the issue is like the setting like if the setting appeals to you you're probably gonna like it um so yeah i mean the setting doesn't appeal to me so that's probably why i'm not like in love with it I'm like mixed on it like I'm still playing it but it just kind of feels like a chore that's the best way I could describe it I see what you're saying uh, and that's pretty much it as far as what I've been playing so what about the holidays there was nothing going on for the holidays <laughs> um, just food man food food and in-laws Oh yes, food and in-laws. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nah, that's I got my Yeezys scuffed, but you know. You got your Yeezys? Yeah, no. Well, I had them already, but during the holidays, I wore them, 
and some little nigga stepped on my shoe with mud on them. Uh oh. How how did you react? Like did you did you hear him? Well I didn't realize in the moment. Oh. And then afterwards I thought, you know. He was hot after that. Yeah man. What was uh so what's your process of cleaning the Yeezys? Uh, I, at the moment, at the moment, I kind of just got a baby wipe and I like cleaned them, but they still have that little like stain on them to this day right now. To this day, to this day, you seen that? <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, that that, that was hilarious. I did I did see that clip. <laughs> Feels bad, man. Yeah, but you know, my girl bought them for me, so I, it's okay. I'll make her buy me some more. Oh, whoa. Uh-oh. That, that sounds like love right there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely love. <laughs> you should try it sometime. Well, yeah. One day. One day. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rushing to nothing. You know, one day. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, thank you both for... <clears throat> talking about what you've been playing and what you've been up to as for me mine's is going to be a little bit more brief than y'all's because uh i didn't really get to play any games you know i decided to go back to boston for the holidays uh and you know i spent a lot of time with family uh my brother while i was there this guy all he was playing was nba 2k 19 uh you know Online with all these other people trying to play, you know, these, these team games. And I, and I got a kick out of watching that. You know, I would see them, you know, whoop a lot of people. And then also a couple of times they got whooped. And I especially laughed when they got whooped by uh, the other people online. But um, I didn't really have any chance to play any games. I didn't bring uh, no systems with me. And I was down there for about two and a half weeks back in back in Boston. Um uh, aside from that, though, yeah, the holidays, I just wanted to spend some time away. Uh, there are some things that I have been working on. There's some content that I do have that I have been working on gaming related. But uh, a lot of that stuff, the embargoes haven't quite lifted yet. So I can say there'll definitely be some stuff that you will that you guys will see a lot of this month because finally I will be able to talk about more stuff that I've actually played uh, prior to um, going away for the holidays. But um, aside from that, it was just a laid back, spending time with the family, you know, making sure that I see everybody because I don't really uh, call family all the time throughout the year. I mean, I do talk to my immediate family, but then there's other people on the side of the family I don't really talk to that much. I only see them whenever I'm in town. So I just spent a lot of time doing that for the most part. And I have to say it was it, I'm glad that I did that. I had an excellent time. For, for, for Christmas, went to one of my first uh, onesie parties. That was a very interesting experience. Yes, I have to say. Uh, very, very uh, funny. Good time. Um, went to one of those Christmas sweater parties. That was also funny, too. Wait, what, what kind of onesie did you wear? Oh, I just had on a uh, red and black one. Um, you know, maybe maybe there will be a picture in the future. I, I don't know yet about all that. I don't think everybody wants to see that. Yeah, we, we need those pictures, man. <laughs> we need them like the cover of the podcast. All right, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll look into that. We'll look into that. We need the pictures. Um, 
Oh yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely look into that. Uh, well, the best thing about the that particular party, you know, obviously, you know, we they had drinks and stuff there, you know, but we actually played this card game called Cards Against Humanity. I don't know if you guys have ever played that game. I played it. I played it. That 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 game can be very very entertaining, but yeah, especially, it's fun. you know, you know, but but you know, the people that I was playing with, they like to drink and they made it a drinking game too, so. I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of seeing them get that's, drunk. That's exactly how we were playing when I played it. <laughs> okay, okay. That's funny, that's funny. And there were other substances involved as well. Oh, whoa, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> other substances besides alcohol. I, I wonder what that might be. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't know, yeah. if, I don't know if you want to know that, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, but they, you know what that, but that that was a fun that was a fun time. Uh, that, that I think that was one of the, the highlights of the trip to go to go to that party. Uh, they already are going to start planning the next one, so looking forward to that later this year. Late, 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 later this year. Um, but yeah, um, aside from that, it's just the regular holiday, spending time with uh, family, and you know, went to go see a couple of movies. I'll probably talk about that stuff on MovieCast, but um, that's pretty much it for me for uh, what I did during the holidays. Uh, for those that are a little angry that I didn't play quite as much or anything at all, don't worry. There's a lot of stuff dropping this month that I am going to be playing, so I will have a lot to talk about with, with, as far as that's concerned as we get past the next couple of weeks. Rich, yeah. what was your uh, movie of 2018? Oh, man. This is a tough question. Uh, when I recorded the movie cast with Dana, I said there was one movie in particular that I thought was the best movie of 2018. I know it's a lot of movie that a lot of people did not see, and they will disagree, but I don't give a damn. It's a movie called Searching. That, by far, to me, was uh, one of the best movies I saw. It, wasn't, it didn't have any issues with it. The story, you know, it was a lot of the things... You see the trailer, you think you know how everything is going to turn out, but they had us some twists and turns in the story itself. Um, and you had to pay attention to that movie to understand when they finally revealed what actually happened. You're like, oh, well, wow. Yeah. So I thought that was a great movie. There was a lot of good movies that came out last year, though, but it, my personal favorite is was that movie. Because uh, this just caught me by surprise. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys have to see it, and you have to tell me whether or not you agree. I've heard or... of it, but I haven't seen it. I should probably catch it. Yeah, you tell me whether you agree or you strongly disagree, and we can debate that in the future. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that pretty much covers what we have been up to these last couple of weeks. I hope everybody that is watching or listening later. Uh, I hope that you all had a great holiday season and uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what this year has in store. Uh, and with that said, let's get into the first of our two big news stories to talk about this week. Now, I will just say right off the bat, I wasn't expecting there to be any news this week because we just started a new year. So I'm like, it's probably going to be a dead week. There's probably not going to be much to talk about. But obviously, there were two major things that, that did happen. Uh, I'm going to address the, first, the, the the most recent thing first, then we'll get into the other other second second one. So 
yesterday uh, we learned that um, Activision has finally separated from Bungie in regards to Destiny 2 and the Destiny IP in general. Now Bungie owns all of the rights to Destiny, the IP, everything, so on and so forth. So I did see that there was another report that came out today that said that the analysts are pretty much saying that Destiny 3 will be out in 2020. That's what their guess is. I think that makes sense to because I mean that this Destiny 2 did come out. Yeah, the, the time adds up. It's pretty accurately, so we'll see about that. But um, first and foremost, I wanted to ask you guys opinion about this. First and foremost, two questions. Number one, what do you think? Uh, I mean, are, are, I mean, are you happy that 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 Destiny is now its own thing for Bungie and no longer part of Activision? And then number two, do you think that someone else may try to come in and acquire, uh, you know, that Destiny IP as well as Bungie now that Activision is no longer in the picture? So, Gary, since I know that you are a diehard Destiny fan, and I and, and I, I recall you just could not stop playing the first game, what are your thoughts on this particular topic? <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot to unpack here um, and there's another conversation regarding this that I want to have but I'm going to focus specifically on the Bungie thing first and I'll come back to that after we finish discussing Bungie specifically so um, you know the, to me I, I can kind of uh, I mean the, the news was surprising to me when I saw it but when I when I thought back to everything I'd heard about the handling of both Destiny and Destiny 2, it kind of made sense uh, because I remember hearing specifically with Destiny 2 that um, there were a lot of things that the, the team at Bungie were unhappy about that they were forced to do because of Activision, um, you know, particularly with uh, the way... The, the drops are handled and things like that uh, you know the, uh, the, um, the drops that you get as you play and, and things like that you know so yeah like it makes sense like because I, I heard a, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that they didn't always agree on certain things and then when you think back to that first destiny and you think about how they were selling the experience as something that was supposed to be like a 10 year thing and you know what did we get we got we got destiny one and we got destiny two you know within like two years of each other or something like two or three years so clearly they didn't live up to what they uh, originally planned to do and i do feel like bungie had a more grand idea of what destiny should be but um activision are just so money hungry that i i feel like their business practices kind of stepped on uh, bungie's toes a little bit and that changed the entire course of what they had planned. Um, now we know Bungie to be a very talented and a very creative studio. We've seen what they did with the Halo games and um, Destiny, you know, hands down that, that first Destiny, I would still say it's one of the most standout games of this generation just because of the impact that it had and the things that it did, the, the things that it introduced to this generation um 
And I feel like if Bungie was given full reign to do just whatever they want, that could have been like monumental. Like, you know, it, it could have been way bigger. We could have still been playing that first Destiny. It probably would just be, you know, a lot different now. Like, there would be a lot more content for it. You know, they probably wouldn't even be a Destiny 2. So, I, I could see why this would happen. And I'm actually happy for Bungie that this happened because I feel like now that they're kind of going independent, um, well, depending how you perceive things, because there were a few other. Uh, news tidbits that happened around this story but um, if they are going fully independent and staying independent and they're going to have the freedom to do what they want to do then I think this works out better for them in the long run and um, you know they retain the rights to Destiny so I'm very interested now to see what they're going to do next um, so I'm happy for them the only thing I'm worried about is uh, budgeting and, and things like that because you know are they if they're if they're independent are they gonna be able to put in the budgets that they need um, are they gonna get support from you know all the other people and everything um, and you know of course we, we've seen different things like Phil Spencer came out and tweeted saying he's looking forward to working with them again and things like that so uh oh I, I actually actually didn't see that tweet Oh, you didn't uh -oh. see that? Yeah. That's, like that's he, news to me. He was saying, uh, I, I can't remember, you know, the exact quote, but it was along the lines of he's looking forward to working with uh, talented Bungie again and, and things like that. And that got people wondering whether Microsoft was going to step in and buy them again. Like, you know, so, uh, uh, of course, that conversation came up. Um, but I think the best thing for, for, for Bungie is to stay independent and continue to make third-party projects. Um, I don't think it will be beneficial to, you know, go back to Microsoft or even go to Sony, you know, if they offered. Like, I think they should just stay where they're at, do, you know, and just do the independent third-party thing because look at what CD Projekt is doing. Like, they're third-party and they're putting out great stuff, great content, and you know they're doing what they want to do. And I feel like Bungie needs to be in that kind of space. Um, so that's what I want from them. But what do you guys think? All right, uh, I, I have a few thoughts, but I'm gonna go to Ed first. First, so so Ed, the first question is, uh, what do you think about this uh, Bungie now going independent, and and do you think that uh, there's anybody that should pick them up? Uh, I think somebody should pick them up, but I don't think it would be in Bungie's best interest because at this point, like, they were for they were a part of Microsoft, they were a part of Activision. I think by now they know, like, okay, we don't really like uh, having like a parent company tell us what to do, or you know, like I would assume that now they. And especially now that they own Destiny, it's like, okay, this is our baby. We have full control. Let's keep it that way. Um, and I feel like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know how much Activision played a part in Destiny. I know they did uh, as far as, like, the content that was released, uh, the timely content. Um, I believe Activision was the ones who told Bungie that, like, hey, y'all got to drop stuff, like, once a year instead of like oh do this like multiple times a year 
like, you know, kind of making Destiny a service. From what I read, I'm not entirely accurate. Um, uh, that's accurate. But, uh, but yeah, and I feel like, you know, Destiny was always a game that it was good, but it always uh, had, like, a little bit of shortcomings that made it, like, the standout game that I think that it has the potential to be. Um, so I guess now that, you know, they have full control of this, it's literally on them at this point. Like, if Destiny 3 or, or whatever they're going to do next uh, doesn't pan out, that's on them. And I, I really like that position for them. Because, you know, it's like... Like you're at this point, you're letting your work speak for itself. No, you know you got nobody intruding what you want. Everybody's gonna want to publish your game anyway. It's like I'm pretty sure Sony or Microsoft will throw money at you to, hey, you know, brand this game on our console. Like, let the Destiny Three commercials be Xbox or something. So, you know, um, that's probably the only type of partnership that they would do. Uh, but yeah, I'm just curious to see uh, what happens to them. I think Gary made a good point that they could be like a CD Projekt Red. And I hope they don't become like a small studio doing like, you know, little games and stuff like that. Like, nah, they have the resources to make these massive games and I hope they continue that. Don't go to EA. Don't <laughs> go to EA. Yeah, EA. Well, no, EA. EA has their own. Speaking of EA, I mean, I am going to make a, a couple of shocking comments now in regards to to this situation. So, I know Gary made the comment earlier that he feels that Destiny is still one of the most standout games from this generation in terms of it being a new game. I, I understand when Destiny first came out, it, it did feel like it was a phenomenon. Uh, there was no early review scores because it was an online only only game. So I remember when we had got our copy, it was very clear that this is not you know we got it the day of launch. So um, <clears throat> I understand what Gary is saying, but I do believe that EA's little game with Bioware called Anthem that can definitely be better than the first Destiny because it will actually have a story because that first Destiny game. That story was complete garbage. The character names, oh, the, the you know whether it was the Watcher, uh, the Witch, the Visitor. It's just the, the most uh, random, you know, random cookie cutter name that you could think of for some of the characters. So that, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, that that, that 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 plus plus the actual you know story because and I know that it did was revealed later that the original script that was written. I mean, they, they, they made sure not to use that guy. That was the guy who I believe, uh, Marty O'Donnell, I believe, who worked on uh, uh, Halo, who was doing some of that original writing for that story. But they just said, no, we're not going to do that. They wanted to take it in another direction. So I, I do think that Bungie definitely is better off uh, doing their own stuff independently. Uh, of course, when you do decide to come to become independent, it is a game of looking at your finances and making sure you're managing them efficiently. But if you know your audience and they know the type of, and love the type of work that you do, there's definitely a way for them to do that. Now, I know that they definitely want to possibly do a Destiny 3. That's fine. 
I if I was them, I would have just started in with a new project completely. But because Destiny already has a fan base, they want to make sure they want to do Destiny three so that they can definitely capitalize off of that. But after Destiny three, I want to see them work on something completely different. Um, if Destiny three is a success, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be successful because again, it already has a fan base, and there's going to be a lot of fans who enjoyed Destiny one and two who want to see what they actually do with the third one when Activision is not involved in anything that they're doing. So I'll be curious to see what the future holds for the game. I am glad they are separated from everybody else. Uh, and Phil Spencer's comment, very interesting to hear that. But uh, Phil, they are too busy acquiring a whole bunch of other, other studios. So if Phil Spencer doesn't decide to acquire this, I'll be, I'll be happy for that. Um, let him continue to work with what they have already acquired. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Destiny. But I, I will tell you this, that Anthem, we've had a lot of jokes on this show. Anthem is going to be trash. I don't know, man. Anthem could, could, could end up being a good game. I mean, we, the funny thing about Destiny is that it inspired so many other games this generation, like Anthem, The Division, so on and so forth. And the division is still, you know, received pretty positively as well. And, and so I know the division two is going to do well when that comes out in March. But um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with Destiny. But yeah, Gary, you are right. That is what started the trend this generation in terms of the type of game that it was. So <clears throat> I'm very curious to see what Bungie does next to add more to this franchise now that they don't have to worry about any restrictions from Activision. So, we'll see. So, uh... Yeah, I, I do have some things to say about Anthem, but I'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, before I get into the other thing I wanted to address, um, just to kind of, uh, you know, uh, like, half on what you were saying, um, I like. I do think you know they're gonna focus on making Destiny three or whatever they may call it. But I, you know, I think they're going to really make the Destiny that they wanted to make originally. Now. Like, and I don't think it's gonna be a case of okay, this is Destiny three, and then you know after Destiny three, we're gonna make this game and then this other game. I feel like they are going to make a, a new Destiny and it's going to be an ongoing service that they're going to continue to produce content for for years to come. Like, if you look at Warframe and games mm. like that, I think they're going to do something like that, you know, where it's like, this is their, their breadwinner game, like their flagship game that they're going to keep working on um, for years. That is a great... That is a great, great, great idea. So, so if that happens, Gary, Bungie owe you some money. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess they could give me some money. But I, this is what they originally wanted to do, so uh, it makes sense that now you know if they have full control over the IP, now they can do it because you know, now they're, they're free of Activision. So speaking of Activision, I'm going to get into what I wanted to say. And um, Activision are uh, quickly, quickly getting into my bad books right now. Because <laughs> I, I've been following a lot of Activision Blizzard news. 
because obviously, you know, I'm a Blizzard fan, I love Overwatch, um, and I love a few other Blizzard titles. Now, I've been seeing a lot of things over the past couple months, like, there's CEOs in Blizzard and Activision, like, leaving all the time, selling their stocks and just bouncing and things like that. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that doesn't always get reported. But, you know, I follow a lot of, like, dark web uh, bloggers on YouTube and stuff that cover all the Activision Blizzard stuff. So, I, you know, I see everything. Uh, that's going on with Activision and Blizzard and it seems like there's a lot of infighting between Activision and Blizzard now for those who aren't aware like you know it wasn't a case of Activision acquiring Blizzard this is actually like a partnership kind of thing it's like they're both at equal level within the like it's a merger basically like the, the two companies merged and they you know they're both uh, equal in in the merger kind of thing but there's a lot of infighting going on between Activision and Blizzard and it all comes down to earnings and how much revenue the entity as a whole is making and Activision feels like Blizzard are wasting too much money by having the same games and not putting out enough new games like consistently. So, so Activision wants them to wants Blizzard to make more, you know, games consistently. Um, and you know, it's it's led to a lot of infighting, and Activision oh. has has been having people from blizzard leave like to work on other games at activision and things like that and that's hurting the blizzard games um and it's hurting overwatch as a matter of fact because there's a lot of new features and new content that was supposed to come but it's been delayed just because there's so much other stuff going on in activision blizzard and then also with uh, Heroes of the Storm, they cancelled the entire esports uh, tournament for, for 2019. <laughs> so things like that are happening, you know, at, at Blizzard. And people are leaving Blizzard all the time. They're becoming more short-staffed on, on their projects. And, uh, you know, even the Overwatch League has been in question a few times to where, like, how can they afford it kind of thing. So... When, when, you know, when you see all these different things happening between Activision and Blizzard, it completely makes sense that it didn't work out with Activision and Bungie. You know, um, and you can see why, because if Activision has this mindset where they just want to pump out new game, new iterations of games constantly, like Call of Duty... Um, <laughs> You, yeah, like you could see why uh, other studios who actually want to focus on creating great content and you know um, serving the fan base and uh, providing what what gamers actually want, you could see how they wouldn't get along with Activision they, and they wouldn't play nicely together because Activision just has a completely different mindset. So I just wanted to you know bring that up. To, to shine more light on Activision's way of thinking and you know how they do business uh, as a whole um, oh. and I just hope that you know they don't continue to cripple companies like Bungie and Blizzard and also okay. you know uh, we you know we saw when you saw that whole uh, controversy over the uh, the Diablo game that's coming to mobile 
Oh yeah, yeah. Activision actually pushed for that. They said it's <laughs> a fact. Like they they said uh, they said they needed to make more mobile content, and that put pressure on that put pressure on Blizzard, and they had to come up with some mobile content. So there you go. Well, that's uh. So yeah, you, basically this this is the uh, the bad side of of Activision. Um, which is why uh, Bungie is, Bungie is happy they were celebrating that they finally are no longer a part of that. Well, I, I must admit, I, I didn't know all this was happening with Activision and Blizzard. So uh, that's uh, I don't know what to say about that, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, you still will have an Overwatch two in the future. Um. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I don't want like the the, the, the fan base of Overwatch. They don't want. They don't particularly want an Overwatch 2. They just want new content for Overwatch as it is now. Like, they want new things added do, to do, this do, game. So. Do, 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 do they want a campaign, a story mode campaign, or do they know, They say, no, we only like the multiplayer. But we don't need no other story content. I mean, yeah, but everyone wants story content, and what they've been doing is they've been releasing, uh, like, they, they have certain events where for a limited time you get to play certain story-based missions. Um, mm. So they had one last year where you get to, like, play a few of the characters uh, before they, you know, were, well, before uh, one of the characters turned into a bad guy, you got to play, like, his mission kind of thing. Um, so they, they had that last year and it, and it lasted for like a month but what happened <laughs> after that was they didn't make any more content like that they didn't make any more new story based content like that because they didn't have the, 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 the staff or the resources to do it because you know because of reasons like this that, that what, what I just explained about activism so interesting yeah, um, I mean, there, there's definitely potential for Blizzard to, to add more story content to the game, but it's just a, a case that they don't have the staff and the budget and everything like that to do it. So, oh yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. And they're working on so many things. So, yeah. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know anything about that, but uh, I guess um, I know I know Ed doesn't care about Overwatch. Hopefully, that news didn't put him to sleep. Uh, so, um, uh, I feel like every every developer is kind of responsible for themselves. Like, I don't think that everything is like Activision doing it. Like, Blizzard is also like, like, bro, you're like Blizzard. Like, how are you letting some dork CEO tell you what to do, what to make? Like, I just don't believe that. It, it, I mean, it all comes down to shareholders because at the end of like every period or year or whatever, they're looking at it like, okay, Activision is here making a ton of money every year off of this Call of Duty game and these other things that they're doing. And Blizzard just has the same games and the <laughs> same fan base. But it's a very huge and a very loyal fan base, mind you. But, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, shareholders don't care about that. They just want, they want the money to grow. They don't care about stability and, you know, the same loyal following that's going to guarantee the money every year. They just want new money. Like, they're, they're greedy. So, 
that's how it, that's what creates situations like that and maybe this is taking it a little bit too far fetched but the way I also look at it is that once the people hire you and they are paying you then uh, they pretty much are going to try to control every aspect of whatever it is you, that you make because it's for them and for their own benefit they don't care about uh, oh you have an idea of something you want to do well that's too bad you're going to do what the hell I want to do because I'm the one that's paying so that's uh, possibly another reason uh, why they just said you're going to make this game and that's it but exactly. that's just my thought I feel like Blizzard should call them bluff <laughs> they should but you know, it's, that, that's America that's your country right there but, 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 I, uh, but also like hold on just real quick but like somebody at Blizzard has to want to work on something new like yeah. if I was a developer if I was like a, a game developer, whatever, I would not want to work at Valve and I would not want to work at Blizzard because you get stuck doing the same boring shit. I would, I would assume that you're a creative person like, and you're at this company and you don't get to like create anything new. You're just doing expansion packs for Warcraft or whatever. Like, I would quit. <laughs> Yeah, and see, like, the, a lot of the reason why Blizzard lasted so long even before this merger is because a lot of them were uh, actual fans of the games. Like, they were passionate about the game. Like, you know, they uh, they were actual people who had passion for these projects specifically. So a lot of the developers and the people working there, they were happy to, you know, endure all the, uh, like you said, like the same stuff over and over because they were that passionate about it. But now they're more of a corporate, it's more of a corporate environment. So now they're having people who aren't happy to continue to work on the projects. And you know, that creates a lot of opportunity. So, I mean, yeah, you're right in some regard. Like there are going to be people who, uh, who don't like working on the same thing over and over. But, that's uh it's like a side effect of their growth of them getting bigger like you know they, now they have to deal with deal with that whereas before when they were smaller it was all people who were passionate about you know those games yeah, yeah. interesting do you think uh you know how like it takes them a long time to make a a sequel, like a full sequel. Do you think it'll take as long to do uh, Overwatch two? Uh, yeah, probably because they were working on Overwatch for years. Like um, at one point, it was called something completely different, Titan or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it would probably take them a long time. And, and plus they have so much going on with the current Overwatch that they have to worry about, so um, it's not going to That's probably what Activision would want, though, right? Yeah, that, that's... Oh, yeah. That's what... That, see, they that's, definitely want Activision, and they're going to definitely want an Overwatch 2 now, after this, uh, after the bunch is gone. Yeah. If Activision had their own way, there would be an Overwatch every single year, so... <laughs> but see, why, why doesn't that happen? 
I do not want a new Overwatch every single like, day. But like, why? Like, but that goes to the point where you said that Activision comes in and they'll be like, "Oh, make a Diablo mobile." How come they can't come in and be like, "Hey, uh, it's two years now. Let's start working on Overwatch 2. I mean, that that's what they're trying to do essentially. But um, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And Gary will be pissed. But he will still pick up and buy Overwatch 2 when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how it Because the type of game it is, like, they don't need a new one. Like, they just need to add to this one. Okay, let's make a let's make a Overwatch with the story. Like, let's tell the story of Tracer. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you could add that to this one. Like, you could just add the story content straight into <sighs> this overwatch that exists now but what if they want to do like fully revamped graphics and new engine and everything then yeah i guess they would need a different game but i I just okay i i just i just want to make a a quick little random comment about overwatch and then i promise we can get back on topic and then we can go to the other topics I, i i just find it very fascinating how when overwatch came out it was just the bare bones, didn't have all the content, but people praised this game. And, and, and this for this entire generation, there have been many games like this, where it comes out, it's not completely finished, but it gets trash. But games like this, because it's Blizzard, because of the Blizzard and stuff like that, it like, like, it's just like it got a pass. Because when I saw the game, don't get it twisted, the game is fun. When it first came out, yeah, it's fine, but to me, it didn't really look like it had that much content. So, it, uh, now, but the story thing is something I always go back to, because I figured, man, they could have added something to that. But again, I just find it interesting how there are people that complain when a game comes out, it doesn't have everything, then they complain about some of that, but then depending on who the developer is, they're like, oh, well, don't worry about that, we'll give that a pass, and we'll just still play the game, because that developer is awesome. So I just find that interesting how that that's how some some things are these days. But uh, I don't want to go off topic. It's because like Overwatch as a concept is different to your normal first person shooter. Like this was made to be an online esport shooter kind of game. You know, like it wasn't made to be like a Call of Duty or you know uh, your, your usual first person shooters with a campaign mode and a separate online like it wasn't designed to be like that like it was and it wasn't that it it like when it came out it wasn't unfinished like that's that was the game that was how it's supposed to be and it was going to introduce more heroes over time and more content over time like that's the game that they made it to be and if you look at blizzard's history that's the type of game they make they make online experiences that they continue to add to they they don't they don't make you know these big uh campaign uh, games like you know um and then move on to the next one or whatever like they make they make wow which has been going for like over was it like 17 years now or something 15 16 17 something like that Oh yeah, um, and you know they have Diablo, they have uh, Hearthstone, 
you know all of these are online experiences that have been going for years and they add continue to add content to it so overwatch it wasn't supposed to be you know like uh, your regular story mode game so it wasn't that it was unfinished it was just that people expected it to have story mode and all this stuff because you know um it was like the characters are so well designed and they were memed so much and they were appearing so much on social media that people were like how come this doesn't have a story like you know where, where's the story why is it just like you know a shooter like so that's that's why those conversations were happening because people were um so attracted to the characters and the animated shorts so they didn't really understand you know what what the game was they assumed that it was a story game i got you that, that, okay that, that that that's a good explanation yes okay we, we, we're good we're good on that now i, I understand so uh but yeah i mean okay. getting back to the bungee thing i just feel like you know that like based on what everything i've learned about you know the situation with blizzard that's clearly what happened with uh destiny and even going back to that you know online experience like service-based game where that continues on for years you know um that well, that's a lot of the issue with destiny 2 because i i got the feeling that bungie were were just completely not happy with destiny 2 at all i you know i, I you know i, I did want to ask you a quick question so let's say that um <laughs> let's say that that, that that blizzard does decide to separate themselves from activision do you think Activision would try and, and try and say, okay, you can separate us from us, but we're going to keep this Overwatch IP? Or do you think that they will go ahead and give Blizzard the uh, the rights to that, have them keep the rights to the game? Uh, I mean, I see. I don't, that That's a question on the legal structure of that company because, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, like I said, like it's a merger. You know, it's not like Activision owns Blizzard it's a merger kind of thing like they're they're all under one roof kind of thing um, okay so I, i'm not sure how the rights work there whether blizzard retains all of their ips and activision retains all theirs it, you know in the case of them splitting um i i pre- i think that that's the case i think you know each entity would retain its own ips uh but who knows like i i guess i guess uh, it can get pretty complicated based on uh, the different legal contracts and things that they have in place. So, uh, but okay. I, I think Blizzard would keep it, though, personally. But if Activision ever got hold of Overwatch, that would be a disaster, in my opinion. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You know, Blizzard needs to keep the they need to keep all of their IPs, in my opinion. Uh, but no, that's just a quick question I asked. Um, so. I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, it was there anything else that uh, you or Ed wanted to say on this topic before we uh, move on to the next? Uh, I said everything. I, to say. I just can't wait for Overwatch Two on mobile. <laughs> <laughs> the day that happens, that's when I stop playing Overwatch. Although, like for real though, it is kind of a shame that they haven't done a uh, crossplay on Overwatch. Yeah, I, I I do I do agree that that is that is a little ridiculous because it's, it's been in all these other little games, but uh, 
I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell, why, why that hasn't been something that has been seriously discussed. I guess fans have not expressed the interest. I don't know if fans out there have expressed serious interest in that, but it seems like it should be something that should happen. But whatever, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, all I'll say on that is Overwatch is a very hard game to balance. Like, you know, like very, very hard. I'll just say that. Okay. Well, that's the answer then. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, let, let's let's move on to this next topic because I'm pretty sure Ed is going to have something to say, uh, uh, controversial to say about this. I actually have something controversial to say also. Um, so we found out earlier this week that uh, the PlayStation 4 has now sold 91 million units since it launched. Um, with that news for the holidays, we also found out that Spider-Man has sold 9 million copies. So congrats to Insomniac Games and Sony on the success of Spider-Man. And then, of course, Sony on the PlayStation 4 sales. So I wanted to ask you guys, how do you feel about this news? Um, And it it does go into the next question I'm going to ask. But before I get to that other question, first and foremost, how do you feel about uh, PlayStation 4 selling 91 million units? Are you happy for them or uh, are you salty? And I'm going to go to you first, Ed. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, well, I gotta go outside real quick to do something, but the only thing I have to say about this news is uh, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, allow me to just make a, a quick comment, and then I'm gonna go to you, Gary. Um, I, I know there are some people out there... Now, we have said multiple times on this show, this, you know, throughout the, this generation... I mean, I've given Sony credit when they've done good things, and I've also criticized them, and the same goes for Microsoft and Nintendo. So, with with, with Sony, I think this generation, I have seen some people comment as if Sony is not getting enough credit for all the great things they are doing. I, I, I disagree with that, because Sony, we've said multiple times on this show, they've done a great job in terms of delivering exclusive games. Now, was every exclusive game that they have ever released amazing? In no way in hell. And I can say the same about Xbox. I can say the same about Nintendo. Even though there will be people that would disagree with that. But I will say 91 million, that's a good number. Um, So I do applaud them for that. I, I still am going to say that, I mean, I do believe that this is definitely a sign that uh, PS5 is coming. You know, by the time they hit 100 million, which I expect them to hit this year, I think now they can definitely talk about, okay, we, we, we're working on PS5, and I do believe we'll probably see that next year, uh, if not 2021. But um, I just have to say, while I do want to applaud Sony for the positive things that they have done, they have also made some mistakes this generation. PlayStation Now is one of those mistakes. So we have to make sure that we are balanced in, 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 in saying when they do make errors, yes, we always address that. We don't hold none of that stuff back because I feel if you want to be honest and critical about everything, you have to always look at the positives and the negatives. So I just wanted to make that known that, um, yes, I'm happy that PlayStation 4 is selling well. It is the number one console, but know that if you are number one, 
uh, you still have to be criticized for that. So believe me, there will still be criticisms that we will make. And as we spoke about on this show a couple weeks ago about them, you know, jumping out of E3 last year and then deciding not to have PSX, all of this stuff. Yeah, you know, it's good for Sony, I guess, to take a break. But man, this is this this year is wide open for Microsoft. So I'm very curious to see what happens with Microsoft now. And uh, we'll get into that stuff a little bit, a little bit later here. But Microsoft uh, is alive and well. <laughs> I don't understand. Yes. How PlayStation Four is the number one console? I don't understand well, well, well Gary do, do you do you do you know what why, why it's number one do you have any ideas I mean I I believe I know why but I'm gonna go, go to you first yeah I know why because uh, it has these things called games on there so. <laughs> but here's the thing and here's the thing where I get and like I know I'll be trolling the chat sometimes but here's where my point is man Red Dead runs better on the Xbox One X. <laughs> it's not on PC. So, and and that's just one game. There's several games like that. Yeah. But these people that call them, that say that they're not fanboys, but yet they're playing the game that runs at a lesser, like, rate on the ps4 i just don't get it like microsoft i own a ps4 i understand like i understand what you're saying um and you know you're right there are there are a ton of games that run better on xbox and xbox one x but microsoft never recovered from that bad pr at the start of the generation i mean that's what that's what that's what started it like that's the only thing that they that's literally the only reason that ps4 is number one pretty much yeah mm-hmm. and because i don't think yeah i mean i'll i'll even i'll admit ps4 has better exclusives but i don't think that matters it wouldn't have mattered because if you look at lost generation 360 was being carried off of all the third-party support it had, so yep. they, it, the same could have happened this generation. It's just they had that really bad PR stuff, <laughs> but, and but even, just recovering from it now, I think. Right, and I think so too because they're they're making a lot of like like they're all about games now, right? Um, Microsoft that is, but. Even like even the, the service like the Xbox Live and PSN, and I'm not hating again. I'm stating facts. It's not on par to Xbox Live. PlayStation PSN is not on par with it. Everything about it is clunky. Everything about it is slow. Facts. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, I mean, I can't argue with that because you know, I, mean, I don't play Xbox. So. Well, well, I, 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 I just would like to say that, um, as someone who picked up an Xbox uh, One X uh, this past summer, 
I am absolutely in no way, shape, or form disappointed with my purchase. And now every game that I want to play, I try to just, I just want to play it on Xbox. So yeah, uh, the Xbox One X is awesome. Awesome. I wish that was the system they released when the first system they released. Um, it's a lot smaller. It's faster. I, of course, I don't have a 4K TV, so that that, that is the one downside that's why I say I can't say that I truly see the difference visually. But to me, it, everything just feels like it runs better than it did, and it's not that huge Xbox One that I had because I had got the Elite one when it first came out, of uh, the Day One edition. So, um, yeah. Let but, me uh, throw some. Let me throw some shots. Uh oh. I'm gonna do a very PG. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna wild out. I'm not gonna wild out. But for Tony Polanco to come on this show and call Forza Horizon 4 overrated. When, 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 when did this happen? I, I don't remember this. This was it, <laughs> it might have been in the chat. Actually, it might have been in the chat. You can go back to it. Okay. This man called Forza Horizon 4 overrated. Like, I don't I don't even know what, what to even say to that. Like, for real? Like, you're calling overrated to one of the, probably the best reviewed racing game? Like, that's just, that's just a shame. That's uh, terrible. Are you, saying, are you saying you would like to, uh, address Tony on, on the show because I mean we, I would love to I would love to because you know I mean you can't call him out when he's not here you know you are conversation you have to have when he's here Tony Polanco the guy who calls himself a gamer and he cares all about game remember remember last generation when everybody cared about graphics well now all of that all the technical advances are on Xbox One X, but people aren't willing to give it a chance. Last, last, they keep pushing the goal line. They keep pushing the goal line. And it's not always in, you know, fair. And cool, I get it, life ain't fair, but some people just don't want Microsoft to win. Ever. But okay, like these same arguments you're using right now, that's the arguments that uh, PlayStation 3 owners were using last generation. So, like, like, it's, like what? It's like, what's the changing of the cards? That's what happens. You know, one company wins for a period of time, then the next company wins for a period of time. And that's just what it is. You know, like, Sony is winning right now. But I feel like even last, even last gen, somehow the Sony gamers, the ponies, would figure a way to spin the story and make themselves the elite console or whatever, when it clearly wasn't. I'm sorry, but all of the innovation is happening on the Microsoft side. We invented achievements. <laughs> that is the greatest invention of last gen achievements. I, I said it. I, th I think I think I know what Gary is thinking to himself right now. What's that? 
He's thinking that the Ed went went out and, and got a smoke when he said, I'm, "I need to step out for a second and, <laughs> but then we came back and started this conversation. That was not enough time. That would not have been enough time. But yeah, you're right. I shouldn't speak on Tony when he's not here. So, Mr. Tony Polanco, I challenge you to a versus. Oh, whoa, 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 okay. Well, I'm gonna have to make sure he gets the, gets this message. You come at the king, you best not miss. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh oh. All right, that's gonna be interesting. That's something to look forward to, people. Well, well, we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll we'll contact both parties and see what happens. You know. Yeah. But there's no guarantee in that. But we'll see. But um. Let's get it cracking with crackdown. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there's more to say on this discussion, but I think we're going to cover it on a topic we're going to get to. So, uh, Rich, what next? Like, um, Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I, yeah, the only thing I was going to say, yeah, because you said there is more to say. I was going to say, since we're already talking about Sony and Microsoft, why don't we address, uh, we'll get into the predictions here in a second, because that's the main topic, but let's address what move should Sony make in 2019 what moves should microsoft make in 2019 and what moves should if any should nintendo make in 2019 so how about you go first uh ed let us know what you think yeah go ahead at this point it's too late for victory like we're already gearing up for the next console so for this year microsoft should just keep doing what they're doing release some of the games that you know that that you know, are in line to be out this year, you know, Gears, Crackdown, uh, I'm not sure what the hell else they got. But, but yeah, they should just keep doing everything they're doing as far as their services. Game Pass. If you don't have Game Pass and you have an Xbox, you're just doing yourself a disservice, man. Because they are constantly adding shit to it. I always wanted to play Just Cause 3. Now I can because it's on Game Pass. And yeah, no, you know, you can buy all these games, but sometimes we don't, at least I don't buy everything. I'm not that dude. Like, I don't be buying a lot of games. I buy the big ones, but, you know, the, the, the games that get sevens and eights, I probably don't buy them. Um, so it's cool to have like a bunch of games that I didn't own before that I'm playing now. Um, like Life is Strange. Life is Strange uh, 1 and then they're adding the second season now. So now I get to play that. See, Which see, I, go ahead. Oh no, I, I, I didn't want to cut you off, but see, that to me is the other reason why Game Pass is just, it just is, is significantly better than PlayStation Now, because it's also the new games, because that Life is Strange Season 2, Episode 1, when I heard that news the other day, I was like, wow, that's, I mean, because Episode 2 comes out later this, this month, so I'm like, yeah, see, that is the one thing that people cannot argue, like, because I know people are always like, oh, well, you can also play older games on PS Now, yes, but you can't play new games or even you can't play the fact that Gears 5 is going to be on Game Pass. Uh, Forza was on Game Pass. No, you can't play the newer games on there. You can play the old stuff, sure, but see, that right there is why Game Pass is just is, is unbeatable. It's unbeatable value, and it is clearly better than PlayStation Now in every way imaginable because of that. 
So continue though. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, trendsetters over here. Um, but yeah, then you got haters like Gary. He don't even have a Game Pass, and he could have it on his PC. <laughs> Actual <laughs> you know how many games, you know how many Xbox One games you've missed out? Super Lucky's Tell. Uh, wow, well, but you'll play Knack. Nah, I don't play Knack. You don't got no trophies for Knack. No. If you, if I, I'm gonna check your trophies, and if you got an achievement for Knack, I'm gonna give you a smack. Hi. <laughs> okay, so I forgot about, what else I was going to say. So, so, so yeah, your 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 predictions for I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say your your so so what's the so what's the move you think that Sony should make in 2019? You already oh, said Sony, Microsoft, nothing. Man, it's Sony don't need to do anything because the Pony Defense Force is out there doing the work for them. Okay. Uh, no matter what they win, they won last gen. They won this gen. They'll win the next one. Well, well, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll have this to be determined for next They'll generation. Keep making games and, <laughs> and taking forever to make them. That's cool. Whoa! How about Nintendo? Nintendo's whack. They should just go away. <laughs> Okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. You know, I tried playing the Switch during the holidays because, you know, when, you know, it's holiday time, there's no better time to play the Switch, I guess. Yeah. You know, with people around. I was bored out of my mind playing uh, Mario Party. Oh, that wow. shit is whack. No, no, wait, hold on. No, no Smash Brothers. No Smash Brothers for you? You didn't try Smash Brothers at all? Uh, nah, I haven't even played it. We, I have it in my house, but I'm just not into Nintendo like that. But yeah, that shit was whack. Mario Party's whack. Mario Party. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's a, yeah, so, 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 so Ed, so Ed is, is a party pooper. We, we can confirm that now. I'd rather yeah. play Cards Against Humanity. There you go. Yes. Every, everybody needs to play that ASAP. Um... Okay, Gary. Uh, how about you? What, what 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 moves do you think that Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo should make in twenty nineteen? Okay, so um, for Sony, I'm just gonna say to them that uh, they need to address PlayStation now. They need to their <laughs> service. They need to revamp it or something. And you know they need to they need to fix it so that you know because we know that they're they're probably going to announce the next console this year. So they need to fix PlayStation now so that it's a big selling point by the time the next console rolls out. Like you know, cause like you guys said, Game Pass is great value, it's great service. So they need to you know match that and uh, have something you know, comparable to Game Pass. So that's the big thing I think they need to work on this year besides the new console. Um, and as for Microsoft, uh, they need to um, they need to start working on their transition to the next generation also because they want to make sure that uh, they have a good transition and that um, you know it's not like the last one because like we acknowledged before that was a lot of their problem. Uh, they haven't recovered from the bad press that they got. 
lifestyle of this generation. So they need to just keep, you know, uh, keep Paul Spencer in there saying positive things, you know, and um, just keep keep acquiring studios and keep working on new IPs. You know, um, that's what they could do. Because if they do that, then once we get to that next generation, there's going to be people that are picking up Xbox over PlayStation if they keep showing us, you know, what they're working on and what's coming in the pipeline, you know, and if they keep acquiring notable studios. So, um, I think they're already building momentum as we speak. Like, they've already started to, you know, uh, during the end of 2018, um, I think they've started to build a lot of momentum and I think that that will carry on this year so they just need to keep doing what they're doing right now and just keep building towards that next generation where they could potentially steal a lot of the you know the ps4 user base so that's what they need to do just you know just work on that and uh, nintendo um i think they need to show us more uh first party stuff that's coming because it's cool that they're getting a lot of the third-party support but a lot of those third-party games that are coming to the Switch are downgrades compared to PS4 and Xbox and PC you know like they're, they're the lesser versions of those games um, so if you own one of the other consoles or platforms why would you even want to get besides the fact that it's portable why would you even want to get one of those third-party games? You know, like it would, it would literally only be if you want to play it on the go. Um, so the biggest selling point for them is the first party. That's a lot of the reason why people buy Nintendo systems. Um, so you know they need to show us a lot more first-party uh, stuff that's coming and that looks actually good, good enough to get people like me to buy the Switch. So, I think that's what they, what they need to do. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Alright, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep mine real brief. Uh, so, what Nintendo should need to do in 2019, I, I, I think... Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't really know how bad the online experience is. I do think they need to find multiple ways to improve the uh, the whole thing of the fact that you have to use the app to chat with people on a phone, but yet you can't do any of this stuff on your actual Switch. I do think they need to figure out a way to make that experience better for the players as well as everybody involved. Because if you don't have a phone, you don't have that app, then I would assume that it's then you really will not be able to communicate with any anybody that you play with. But um. Then you do need to work on that. Uh, <clears throat> there are a couple of titles that I have heard are, very, are rumored to be coming out this year. One of those titles is Metroid Prime 4. We haven't seen nothing from Metroid ever since they first showed that graphic years ago at E3. So I would assume that if that is coming, uh, you know, according to the speculation is late at the end of the year. Well, that's great. You know, but yeah, they definitely have to reveal a lot more of the titles that are coming but at the same time i mean today they actually dropped that mario super, the super mario brothers u uh the you know a port of the wii u version onto for, for the switch they actually released that earlier today 
So, and I know one thing that I do know about Nintendo Switch is they have been releasing ports of the Wii U games and they have just been ridiculously selling left and right. Even at like Mario Kart. Maybe they'll add like maybe one or two additional characters to, to the same port and the game is just selling crazy. So I, I don't think Nintendo needs to do too much um, in terms of the lineup of games. Just reveal more about what you're working on, what's coming to Switch and try to figure out how to make the online experience better. I think if they work on those two things, then yeah, they'll have an excellent 2019. Um, that's for one. To me, that's, that's whack. Every time I see that on Twitter or something, that okay. like I see a port for Switch, and oh, people, yeah. people have the fucking nerve to get excited for it. <laughs> I know I sound like a fucking party pooper for this podcast, but it annoys me like... People were excited for Super Meat Boy on the Switch. Like, get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> like, are we serious now, man? Like, we need to hold Nintendo to the same standard of, of like, quality as the rest of the other consoles. Like, and they get away with a lot of shit. Like, exactly like you were saying, like, the Mario Party, it's they're just ports, man. Yeah, because yeah, and, and you know I understand the frustration because I, I know we looked at the NPDs for the last couple of months and it's like I see games on that that list. That Mario Kart game was on there. I'm like, this is the same game that came out on Wii U years ago, and here it is on for the Switch again. I'm like, damn, people just they love they really love the Switch. So I mean, I guess Nintendo. All they could do is release them ports, and then that, that's it. That's it. Everyone will jump all over that, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I know that Persona 5 is coming to Switch as well, Gary, so that may be something that'll get you to get a, a Switch, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, well, see, there you go. So, but yeah, um, it is what it is. I know people love the Switch, so... Because people love the Switch, I think they are willing to play whatever they can on there, even if it's an older game. But because um, of portability, but I do have to agree that when Mortal Kombat comes out uh, in, in in April, there's no way in hell I will be getting that on Nintendo Switch. I have to say apologize to them for that. That that's not happening. But for anyone that is getting it on the Switch, I got hey, listen. I got love for you. I have no hate. It's all good. It's um, all hate from me. <laughs> Uh, as for Microsoft, um, yeah, I, I agree. Microsoft, we already know some games that they have that are coming out this year. I think they should just focus on, um, obviously, they, they, they are going to acquire more studios because I know that they, they have alluded to that and they have made it clear that they're going to continue to acquire stuff. So that's great. More news on that. Uh, you know, Drop Crackdown, Gears 5, which I'm looking forward to, actually, by the way. Um, just continue to release games. And of course, the one main requirement that I have from them, which I'm pretty sure they will do, they had got to have a killer E3 presentation. They had an excellent presentation last year. By far the best Xbox presentation that I have seen uh, recently, although the previous years it wasn't bad either. But last year, man, there was just so much shit in, in there and there was some surprises too. I was like, damn, yeah, I had to give it to them. So just have an excellent E3 and focus on Release what you have. Continue to make Game Pass great. It's, it's, it's easy. Don't really try to 
you know, overthink this. Now, if they want to announce or reveal what the next Xbox is, but it doesn't come out until early 2020, I have no problem with that either. Because then you will be doing that news ahead of time before Sony has a chance to reveal the PS5. So if they do decide to do that, listen, that'll be an excellent bonus. But if not, just focus on doing what they're doing now, because I think they've been doing pretty damn good with all the stuff that they're doing with Game Pass, uh, with all the studios that they have acquired. So we'll see what happens. Um, and lastly, what Sony needs to do in 2019? Uh, well, it's very simple. They need to reveal when are these other games coming out? Because the only game that I know is coming out in 2019 that has a release date right now is Days Gone. Where the hell is the release date for The Last of Us 2? Where's the release date for Ghost of Tsushima? Where is Death Stranding? Or should I just assume that's a PS5 title? These are all the questions they need to answer this year. Because we, I mean, last year we went to that E3 conference. I mean, it was good to see Ghost of Tsushima. It was great to see how horrible Death Stranding looked. But I thought to myself, where the hell are the release dates? To me, it just didn't make any sense. You're having a conference, and you know these are the games that obviously everybody is waiting on now, so when you need to give us some more details as to when this stuff is coming out. At least that or a window, say 2019, because I haven't even seen anything for Last of Us 2 that even, even remotely said it's coming out in 2019. I haven't even heard the devs say it's coming out in 2019. So yeah, we need to get some release dates. That's all I want from them. As for PS Now and what you said, Gary, I think Sony is probably going to say, you know what, we're just going to wait until next generation and we'll have Atmos compatibility or something. That's what they're probably going to do. They may not even address PlayStation Now because they figure they had, don't really have a, a, a true answer to Game Pass. So if I had to make a guess, that's what will happen. But at the very least, they definitely need to let us know when these other games are coming. That's all I want from Sony in 2019, and I think that a lot of fans would agree that's it. So since they're not going to be at E3, since they're not going to be, there may not be a PSX, although there may be a PSX later this year. I don't know. That's what they need to focus on, in my personal opinion. <laughs> all right, so um, if there's no other thoughts, uh, we can go to the very final, final topic. Um, and that is pretty much our predictions for 2019. Now, we already spoke about Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. I want this particular discussion to be about gaming in 2019, whether it's the gaming trends or if there is any particular game that you believe is going to come out and surprise everybody. I'm just curious if you guys had any wild, out-of-the-ballpark thoughts about what you predict is going to happen in 2019. So, I don't know if you want to go first, Ed. You may need some time to think some stuff over. Um... Um, I think that, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I say he, need, he needs time to take some stuff over, so yeah. Like, I'll tell you this, my game of the year for this year, I predict, will yeah. be The Outer World. Ah, that's a good yeah. one. That's yeah. a very good one. I'm very, I'm sold on that game. 
that's the game I'm probably most looking forward to this year. That's a good one. That's the Obsidian game. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also looking forward to The Last of Us too. Yeah, if if it's coming yeah. out of 2019, if if I think it will. <laughs> okay. So, so 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 how about you, Gary? I, you oh, here's here's a prediction. Oh, here's a, a, I predict that Ghost of Tsushima uh, is going to be a letdown. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, uh, you know that. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 if anything, you know, based on the games that we have seen so far, the trailers, to me, it looked like Death Stranding is going to be a letdown. If I had to pick any of those PlayStation exclusive, Death Stranding and Gary's favorite game, Dreams, both of those games look like they're going to be disappointing. If I had to make a guess right at this moment in time, I believe I all three of those. <laughs> I believe all three of those because Ghost of Tsushima like let's look at that game what are you guys in love with about that game the art style that's it because it, as far as as far as gameplay it looks like a hack and slash yeah 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 people are just in love with art style like cool we give it a pass Death Stranding we give it a pass because it's Kojima and a lot of people can't admit that that shit looks like whack. Like it looks whack. Oh yeah, it does look whack. And I, I mean, Gary, whack. Gary said it looks whack too. Yeah. Yeah, but Gary, you know, my God, you know, I influenced him. <laughs> but when he's around Tony Polanco and them, he's a straight up fanboy. Well, no, well, actually, no, no. Well, actually, Tony Polanco, Tony Polanco also said. Death Stranding, no man, this just doesn't look like anything right now. So, a lot of people you'd be surprised are not really impressed with Death Stranding at all. And a lot of people, people on that on Throwdown as well, a lot of them, because I've had conversations with them, they are not sold on Death Stranding at all. So, even though they are Kojima fans, they are not sold. So, I'm just telling you, no, there are no bias there with that game. I think people are going to judge it and say. There's going to be some, obviously, that will love it and say whatever, but no, I, I think the people we know, they're not going to be that because they, they have not impressed yet from what they've seen. Oh, no. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. So, um, how about you, Gary? you have any uh, wild predictions for um, 2019 gaming? Yeah, I have a few. So, um, if there is going to be a Sony game that flops. Now, first of all, we don't know when those games you mentioned are even coming out because there's no release date for them. Exactly. But one game that does have a, a release date, I believe, is Days Gone, and I think that's going to be a flop. So, um, yeah. You know, I, I don't see anything amazing about that game, personally, besides the fact that you can fit like a hundred zombies in screen. But, um, <laughs> Um, and you know, uh, one of the the other predictions that I had that I really wanted to talk about, and Rich actually mentioned this game earlier. So Anthem, right? So uh oh, we've been talking about this game for a long time, and you know, we've been pondering whether it's going to be good and whether it's going to be the downfall of Bioware. Now, I just want to say one thing. 
because you know I've been I've been paying attention. Like, you know, during the break and everything, I've been paying attention to what's going on. I've been seeing you know footages of the game. Um, and you know, shouts to Gaming Ethos and the Black Hole Kagi. I've been watching you know some of their content based on the game because uh, they actually you know got to uh, go play it in Sweden and everything. Um, and I have to say, based on what I've seen, the game looks fire. Like, oh, whoa, whoa! It looks fire. Like, it looks like it's gonna be dope, man. Uh, so, I think, you know, we, we were probably, uh, we were probably downplaying this game too much. I think it might actually be dope when it comes out. So, I, uh -oh. I now have my eye on that game. Like, I, I, I think I might even pre-order it. Because based on what I've seen, it looks like the type of game I want to play. Um, and you know, Richard was saying that it might uh, become the new Destiny or what Destiny is trying to be. Yeah, I, I believe that could actually happen uh, based on what I've seen. Now, you know, we haven't seen much of the story, but uh, one of like one of the, the see the driving force for these games isn't always story. So like, story doesn't have to be great. It, it, it's more about the gameplay, you know, and I've watched the gameplay and I like what I've seen. So, this has some, some great potential, man, based on what I've seen. Like, there's, if you guys go and look online, you know, all the people listening to this, there's a lot of new footage of the game, there's a lot of new previews and everything like that. So, cool. go check it out, because, you know, it's, it's, I've been surprised from what I've seen. Like, it actually looks really good. Let me ask you a question. Uh oh. And be honest, don't don't like fuck up my point here. Uh -huh. You said that this game looks good, right? Gameplay, like what you've seen on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda looked pretty good too, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, so the thing is with Mass Effect Andromeda, right? We were being misled by our love for Mass Effect a little bit. Like, I mean, to be honest, they didn't even really show that much stuff like for that game ahead of time. I mean, they showed like generic action shots and set pieces and stuff like that. But really, what got a lot of people excited was what they loved about Mass Effect previously. But with Anthem, we know nothing about it, so all we can do is go off of the, the footages that are out there now. You know, there, there's no prior anthem to, to, to get excited for this one about. So, I think with Mass Effect Andromeda, it was more so the legacy of that IP overselling it. Mm. But I, I believe, I believe Anthem will be a decent game, but I think it'll be kind of. Eh. Yeah, also, I want to say, um, with Anthem, what, what I've learned is that there's, uh, there's going to be no DLC, no boxes, no microtransactions, and it's all cosmetic. Now, I do want to say also that this is EA we're talking about, so they could switch that up six months down the line or something and add, <laughs> add a bunch of DLC content or whatever. Like, <laughs> you're right, Rich. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right about that with EA. Yeah, like you know, like three months down the line or something, they could completely pull a 180 and add you know all the loot boxes to it. But 
but you know, from what I've heard so far, so good. Mm. Interesting. Um, so yeah, that's another prediction. I think Anthem is actually going to be a smash hit when it comes out. Um, and I, I think Battle Royale is going to die this year also. I, I think we're going to see the fall of Fortnite. <laughs> Hey man, let me tell you, during the holidays, I was around kids and they love Fortnite. And they and they do the little stupid Fortnite dance. Kids love Fortnite. I know. I know. It's not going anywhere. But that was like the first time I've been around kids and I just seen them go ape shit for Fortnite. I know, like, Fortnite is the thing right now for most of the young audience, but everyone loves Fortnite right now. But I feel like it's gonna get stale eventually. It's like, how much further can they go with it? And, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, maybe like six to eight months from now, I think we're gonna start to see the decline of that. Because PUBG's hype only lasted like a year. It, it fell off. I, I think something else is going to come out at not Fortnite. I don't know what that. I don't know what. what, what, what I'm not sure what that is. What, what that? What that's going to end up being? It's going to be Ghost of Tsushima. It's going to be Anthem. Man. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, hey, it could be. It could be Anthem. No, I'm, I'm joking. Hey, get Anthem on Xbox. Oh, oh I'm definitely going to get it on Xbox. But actually, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll, get a I'll get on that. Oh, he's not. Like, <laughs> he ain't gonna do that. Um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- those are very good predictions, Gary. Those are pretty, pretty, pretty strong ones right there. But yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Do we see Cyberpunk in 2019? Oh, that's a very good question. Yes, I think that game is definitely coming out this year. I've been seeing, like, the game is playable from start to finish, first of all. Like, Uh-oh. So, I think it's ready to go. Um, they're just, CD Projekt are just adding, you know, polish to the game and everything. So, I think we're going to see that, you know, probably around fall 2019. And I think that that game is going to be... Fire 2. That's actually one of my that that's my most anticipated game right now. In my, to be honest with you. So. Oh yeah, um, that I, I I definitely would agree with you there because even when I went to E3 and they had that behind the closed doors uh, session for Cyberpunk, you, you know when we went to go see The Witcher, if that was we, we we saw that footage, but then they they waited a whole year until after. To actually release the footage. With this, they released it but like within a couple of weeks after E3. The footage was out there. I think it was around Gamescom, actually. Was it Gamescom? And, yeah. So that tells me, oh yeah, this is definitely coming sooner rather than later because they're not holding back on showing everything else to the public. So yeah, I can see that coming this year for sure. Um. So so a- a- as for a few predictions that I have. Um, and I, I know I, I, I predicted, predicted this was going to happen last year. It didn't happen last year, but I saw something a couple of days ago that made me, that sort of told me, okay, yeah, 
it has to happen this year because the people who are working on the game, the information is starting to get out there that they obviously are working on a game like this. So I'm going to say this. Splinter Cell is finally going to get announced this year, and it will come out this fall. Later this fall, rather. Holiday 2019, rather. Um, I don't think so. You don't think so? Nah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that <clears throat> Ubisoft has Fallout dropping next month. They have the Division dropping in March. So after that, after that, and we know another Assassin's Creed game is not coming out this year because they said they're going to take another break. So my thought is, what the hell are they going to release for the fall of, you know, this holiday season later this year? They have to, they have to think about that. Say what? Just Dance. Oh, yeah. Just Dance is, is going to be there, but they, they got to have more than that. They definitely got to have more than just, than just that. They always try to have more than one major game coming out during the... Um, not to say that Just Dance is a major game. It is to some people. I, I don't care about that game, personally, but uh, yeah, they, they got to have something coming out for the holiday season. Watch so if I had to make... That, well, that, well, that too. That they have been working on also. So I would not be surprised if that comes out, uh, but we'll see. I think it's time for Splinter Cell because the people behind that game, the actor, has been working on a Splinter Cell game. They, Ubisoft just has not revealed the information yet, so we'll see if, if that happens later this year. Um, as for uh, uh, you know other expectations. Um, there are obviously a lot of zombie games coming out this year or zombie-esque games coming out later this year. Uh, one game that I think a lot of people slept on when it came out, and I really do think the sequel is going to be badass, is Dying Light. That that Because I, I did see Dying Light 2 at E3. And even though they didn't really go into detail with how the zombies are different in this game, in that particular demo, this is definitely a game that I think a lot of people... They're going to gravitate towards, and it's going to probably be one of the one of the better zombie games this year. I say that even though Resident Evil Two is coming out in a couple of weeks, even though Days Gone is going to be out in a couple of months, um, and, the, and and then The Last of Us, we're still waiting to get a release date for that. But if I had to make a guess, I think Dying Light Two that's probably going to be one of the best uh, survival horror zombie games this year. Of, of all the games that are coming out. But we'll see if I'm wrong. Because if The Last of Us 2 actually comes out this year, okay, then okay. Maybe you could say that that's a, uh, to give it a run for its money, but we'll have to wait and see. Because we didn't see much from Last of Us 2 yet, so just have to wait and see. Um, what, what other predictions do I have? What other predictions do I have? I think, um, Here's uh, another prediction I have. Because I'm looking at the list of stuff that's going to come out this year, so it makes it easier. I predict, Shen, I predict Shenmue 3 will be a big letdown. <laughs> a massive, like, yeah. massive letdown. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I could see that. Uh, I mean, I, I would hope it doesn't get delayed again. Um, I could see that, though. I know Gary has been disappointed in that game ever since... He, he, he heard the last time it got delayed. So, yeah, that's a possibility. I, I see that happening. Um, 
I can't really think of anything else because I think Gary had some really good ones. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to gauge what else we, to, to really to really think about with this particular thing here. I had some ideas earlier, but no, Gary said some stuff that everything really is going to legitimately. Because I'm excited for Cyberpunk, I'm looking forward to that. So obviously, I'm, I, that is something I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, the Battle Royale comment that Gary made, I don't think that Fortnite is going to die anytime soon, but I do think that PUBG, that game, yes, that game, because to me, it's like, I, I mean, I know it's on PS4 now, it's been on the Xbox. I played it a couple times on Xbox when it, when it was in the early stages, before it got to 1.0. The game is not bad, but to me, there's not really a lot to it. Now, I know they continue to update it and stuff like that, but, you know, when ever since they had that lawsuit with the Fortnite creators, it's like it's, they, they were kind of salty because the Fortnite thing has the Battle Royale thing, but they themselves also stole that whole concept. So I thought that was funny more than anything else. But if there was one of those Battle Royale games that finally significantly drops off this year, I I, I think it's going to end up being PUBG. Fortnite, I think, is going to continue to be a force until something happens. That, you know, unless something else comes out that takes over and is more popular than that. But I don't know what that is yet. Um, but I do think PUBG definitely going to drop off. Without a doubt, if it, all, if it has it already dropped off to some extent, but I think it's going to be an even more significant decline this year. If I had to make a guess, Fair enough. yeah. But uh, that's all I can think of right now. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything too off the wall for predictions because there's still so much that I don't really know about 2019 games that I thought would have a release date and they still don't have a release date uh, and then there's stuff that I'm pretty sure is going to also get revealed that hasn't been revealed yet so just have to wait and see I guess but um, any other predictions that you guys have before we get ready to wrap up uh, today's show two quick ones we will see the Avengers game from Square Enix shortly after Endgame comes out. And, oh yeah. Um, and I'm gonna make a, re- a very bold prediction: Cyberpunk is gonna be Game of the Year 2019. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that's a bold prediction. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I don't think that's a bold prediction. I don't remember if The Witcher Three was Game of the Year when that came out. Because I think that same year was the year that uh, Metal Gear Solid also came out and some other stuff. Overwatch, I think, will in that year. <laughs> oh, 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 did Overwatch? I believe. I know it won Game of the Year at the VGA. Uh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Cyberpunk will probably be in that discussion. Depending on what happens with Anthem, hell, Anthem might be in that discussion also. And then, depending on if Last of Us and all these other games are actually going to drop, then yeah, Last of Us will probably be in that discussion if it drops. If it drops, like I said, Naughty Dog hasn't said anything, so I'm going until they say 2019. I'm gonna say okay, all right. But yeah, that'll be in that discussion for sure. With no doubt about it. Um, we'll see. Gears will be in the discussion. I, I mean, I mean, listen, Gears. I'm looking forward to Gears. So, and the fact that they're trying other new things, 
I think that's really going to be a big payoff for them. So we'll see what happens. I also predict that Gary will buy Xbox One X. <laughs> that won't happen. I think it's time. Gary's yeah, going to say he has a PC already. Yeah, if I'm lucky enough to find a nice lady like that, I'm going to ask her for an Xbox instead of you. <laughs> well, I hope you, I hope you find her. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, but if uh, I believe that that wraps up our predictions, unless you guys have any more. Nah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll think of some other things today. If I do, I'll, I'll address that. I'll bring those up for next week. But uh, I think that pretty much concludes our uh, our first show back for the new year. Um, definitely thank you all for tuning in. Uh, if you were watching live or if you're watching later, we appreciate your continued support. Uh, I did want to make a few announcements real quick. Uh, like I said, we do have a couple of things we're working on. So definitely stay tuned because there's a lot of content dropping next week. There's some stuff that is embargoed. So you're going to see a lot of stuff on the website. You'll probably even see some stuff on YouTube because a couple of videos that were taken from, from something that I can't talk about yet. But uh, you'll see some of that next week for sure. So stay tuned for that. As for um, if you are a Patreon supporter, we do have some stuff coming next week on Patreon as well. So definitely stay tuned for that because we do have some plans to do a lot more content on there. So stay tuned. And lastly, in terms of the giveaway for this month, there's going to be another giveaway for another game. We'll be announcing that next week. So stay tuned for that. I'm not going to give any clues as to what it is because there are a couple of games coming out this month. Two very big, big major games coming out this month that um, are probably going to get a lot of attention. But um, stay tuned to find out how you can answer for a chance to win. All that information will be out there in the open starting next week. So make sure you visit the website and stay subscribed for updates. So for shout outs, I'm going to go to you first, Ed. Do you have any shout outs that you would like to give? Uh, shout outs to my girl for the Yeezys. Um... <laughs> Shout out to Tony Polanco. Get at me, bro. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much it. Shout out to Fergus Mills. Sounds good. Uh, as for me, I want to give a shout out to everybody on the coalition staff. Shout out to, uh, of course, uh, you guys here, Gary, Ed, uh, Carl, Daniel, uh, Ramesh, Shout out to all those guys. I want to also give a shout out to uh, Dana, JJ, Tony, and Tatiana as well. Um, and yeah, Dana and I will be recording a new movie cast soon, so make sure you stay tuned for that because there's a quite a bit that's going to be talked about on that episode. So yeah, look forward to that. Uh, but yes, thank you all for your continued support. Um, and Gary, the floor is now yours for uh, shout outs. Yes, so uh, I want to shout out my uh, Patreon people, my loyal supporters. So, um, M. Collins and uh, Edward, how do you pronounce this? Mauricio Aguilar. Uh, 
Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> uh, Hendil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, and Tokyo Rogers, and Sean Fullerton. Uh, thank you all for your continued support of the coalition. And like Rich said, we are working on some extra Patreon content to bring to you guys in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. And what is that guy's name? Him Dill? Him Dill. <laughs> How do you spell his first name? Uh, well, it's know. all one word. H I M D E E L. It's a nickname. Oh, all right, all right, cool. I thought it was a real name. <laughs> um, so yeah, shouts to all those people, and uh, big shouts to the co the coalition staff. You know, um, Rich, Tatiana, Tony, JJ, Dana, you know, all the active people, and even the inactive people who drop in from time to time, like Max, Ed. Uh, Kieran, you know, Carl, the means, you know, shouts to you, to all you guys, because, you know, you, you, uh, you bring a lot of inspiration and a lot of spirit to the team and everything like that. Uh, and I hope you have a great 2019, you know, all of us, the team and supporters and everyone, everyone out there. So. Absolutely. And I just signed a one year contract with the co op. Uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, Ed has that Brock Lesnar contract in place. I get to show whatever I want. It definitely is going to be a Brock Lesnar contract. So, you know, we'll see how consistent he is compared to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Shit, I'll see y'all in three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll see y'all for the Anthem episode. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll see. Hey, well, I'm, I, I will get it on Xbox, so I'm looking forward to that. We'll, we will definitely talk about that. And uh, it, and and also, if you guys ever want to have your Red Dead Redemption podcast or discussion, then yeah, you should definitely do that also. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so that concludes concludes our show for this week. Thank you all for your continued support. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you all next week.